This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, Keanu Reeves returns in the Constantine sequel. James Cameron is excited about Ubisoft's Avatar game. Blade Runner 2099 is in the works. And Andor showrunner has decided to avoid fan service when developing the show. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, in a very unexpected but welcome bit of good news for DC fans, Warner Brothers is moving forward with a sequel to 2005's Constantine. And yes, Keanu Reeves will star once again as the wily magician slash demon hunter John Constantine. As reported by Deadline, Reeves is set to return alongside director Francis Lawrence of Hunger Games fame and producer Akiva Goldsman. Goldsman is also penning the screenplay this time. The film is also being produced by Bad Robots J.J. Abrams and Hannah Minghella. There's no word on the plot of the sequel, nor whether other actors like Rachel Weisz, Shia LaBeouf, or Jaimon Hunsu will also return. Constantine II will mark the first time Reeves has played the title character in nearly 20 years, mirroring Michael Keaton's belated return to the Batman role in 2023's The Flash. As recently as December 2021, Reeves voiced a strong desire to reprise the Constantine role. In the years since Constantine hit theaters, Matt Ryan has played the character in both live-action NBC's Constantine series and DC's Legends of Tomorrow and animation in Justice League Dark. Jenna Coleman of Doctor Who fame also plays a gender-swapped version of Constantine in Netflix's The Sandman. Unfortunately, this movie comes at a cost. Variety corroborates Deadline story, while also reporting that Abrams' Constantine and Madame X series are no longer moving forward. On the bright side, Variety's sources indicate both shows could find new homes elsewhere. Abrams was announced to be working on a rebooted Constantine series in 2021, and the Madame X announcement followed later that same year. Both shows were expected to tie into the Justice League Dark series on HBO Max. It's unclear whether Justice League Dark itself has been given the axe, but in light of the recent Batgirl cancellation, this is one more reminder that few DC movies or shows are truly safe during the current turmoil at Warner Brothers Discovery. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that Avatar Frontiers of Pandora has already impressed filmmaker James Cameron. During an interview with IGN, the Avatar director explained that he's very excited by Frontiers of Pandora and how it fits into the Avatar universe. 
We're very excited about what Ubisoft is doing with their game authoring, he said. I don't tell them what to do. They know their world, their business, their market. We just keep a close eye that they don't do anything that's not canonical in terms of Navi culture and what the RDA is doing on Pandora and all that sort of thing. Cameron's plan is to create a persistent avatar universe and the game fits perfectly into that idea. Ubisoft is on their side, are likely to push back a little bit and I haven't drilled down on exactly what the deal is with that, but what we're looking for now is to create a persistent, visitable world with a cadence of sequels, he explained. If we're successful, we'll go ahead and we'll have a movie every two years or so for quite a while. And we've got the world of Pandora in Florida. And who knows, that might wind up at the other theme parks in the Disney regime as well. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was announced back in 2017 with the division developer Massive Entertainment working on the game. A first-person action-adventure game, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora uses the same snowdrop engine as The Division. But it's likely going to differ from the popular cover-based shooter quite a bit. What Cameron said is that everyone who walks out of Avatar the movie and it'll be this thing with the next movie has a dream that we can fulfill, and that is to go to Pandora and exist on Pandora and live an alternative life on Pandora, said Massive Entertainment Managing Director David Polfelt. That's what you can do in the game. The upcoming film sequel, Avatar The Way of Water, is heading to theaters on the 7th, 15th, 2022, but the game has been delayed until at least April 2023. An official statement from Ubisoft said that the game will continue to expand and deepen the Avatar universe in exciting and innovative ways along with the films. With several film sequels already on the cards, there's still a lot to come. Up next, IGN reports that Amazon has announced Blade Runner 2099, a live-action TV sequel to the sci-fi classic Blade Runner and its last sequel, Blade Runner 2049. Per its title, the upcoming Blade Runner show will take place 50 years after the recent sequel, Blade Runner 2049, as mentioned earlier, with showrunner Soka Louisa of Shining Girls at the helm. Blade Runner director Ridley Scott and Blade Runner 2049 writer Michael Green will serve as executive producers. Tom Spazali of The Leftovers is first to join the writer's room and will also executive produce. We are honoured to be able to present this continuation of the Blade Runner franchise and are confident that by teaming up with Ridley, Alcon Entertainment, Scott Free Productions and a remarkably talented Silka Louisa, Blade Runner 2099 will uphold the intellect, themes 
and spirit of its film predecessors. Amazon Studio head of global television Vernon Sanders said, We are beyond excited to continue to extend the Blade Runner canon into a new realm with the provocative storyline that Silker has created, said Alcon Entertainment's co-CEOs and co-founders Andrew Kosov and Broderick Johnson. Audiences first discovered Ridley Scott's brilliant vision for Blade Runner 40 years ago, and since then, it has become one of the most influential science fiction films of all time. Denis Villeneuve's follow-up sequel, Blade Runner 2049, then became one of the best-reviewed sequels of all time. So we recognize that we have a very high bar to meet with this next installment. Together with Silka and our partners at Amazon and Scott Free Productions, we hope that we can live up to the standard and delight audiences with the next generation of Blade Runner. Based on a 1982 sci-fi classic, Blade Runner 2099 will continue to expand the universe first created by Ridley Scott in Blade Runner. Starring Harrison Ford as Deckard, the titular Blade Runner, the film follows one man's efforts to hunt down a gang of deadly replicants while also facing questions about his own humanity. Blade Runner 2099 has been on the cards for a while, with Ridley Scott previously confirming that a full plot outline had been written for the show. We have already written the pilot for Blade Runner and their Bible, he said late last year. So we're already presenting Blade Runner as a TV show, probably the first 10 hours. Although an animated TV series, Blade Runner Black Lotus, launched back last year, this project is the first live-action Blade Runner TV show. It's currently unknown whether any characters from either Blade Runner or Blade Runner 2049 will return. The final report of the day, reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN states that Star Wars Andor showrunner Tony Gilroy wasn't too bothered about pleasing the fans. During an interview with IGN, the 66-year-old filmmaker revealed that he was more concerned about telling a good story. We didn't want to do anything that was fan service, he explained. We never wanted to have anything. The mandate in the very beginning was that it would be as absolutely non-cynical as it could possibly be, that the show would just be real and honest. Star Wars Andor tells the story of Cassian Andor, the rebel intelligence officer we first met in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's essentially a tale of one man's journey to find out where he fits into a world that's struggling with imperial occupation and all the oppression that comes with it. Aside from Andor himself, the focus is on the ordinary people living under imperial rule, giving a voice to the oppressed in the galaxy far, far away. But that doesn't mean there won't be the occasional cameo. We will be introducing people along the way, he added. 
I don't think it's any secret that Forrest Whitaker is in the show. So Jerry is in the show. There will be some other people. But when we bring them, we bring them because we need them. Because there's really some protein there. There's something for them to really do. It's no secret that Rebel Alliance leader Mon Mothma Genevieve O'Reilly returns in the series. When it comes to Saw Guerrera, it's obvious why Gilroy chose to lean on the legendary resistance fighter. We first met Guerrera in Star Wars The Clone Wars, and he later appeared in Rogue One, played by Forrest Whitaker, as well as several episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Guerrera is considered by Star Wars producer Dave Filoni to be the first rebel. In a story charting the rise of the rebellion in the years before its attack on the original Death Star in Star Wars A New Hope, Guerrera is perhaps the obvious choice. But don't expect those cameos to be purely at the service of the fans. This was a fresh canvas, explained Gilroy. Let's go down on the street. If you ask me, Gilroy does just that. From the very first episode, Star Wars Andor gives us a glimpse of what life is like down on the streets for the ordinary folk kept under the watchful eye of the ever-present Empire. How Andor and Guerrera will make a difference to them remains to be seen. Star Wars Andor stars Diego Luna as Cassian Andor alongside Genevieve O'Reilly, Stellan Skarsgård, Forrest Whitaker, Adria Ajana, Denise Goth, Fiona Shaw, and Kyle Soller. The show will be released at 5pm today. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. And before we end this episode, I want to give a shout out to my dad, who's celebrating his birthday today. He's one of the most very amazing person that I've ever had in my entire life. He's a very caring father who always looks out for my brothers and me and has inspired me to do very different things like hosting a radio program like Hero Time, which I'm very proud of to this day. And I'm very proud that I can call him my very amazing father. Dad, this one's for you. Happy birthday. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the music and programs you love, keep it right here to Phoenix Radio Online on phoenixradio.com.au and on the TuneIn Radio app. Have a great day, everyone. Farewell. <laughs>